0: Hey, are you struggling with porn? Is porn taking up too much of your time? Is this becoming an unhealthy habit? Is porn ruining your relationships with the ones that you love the most? Becoming somebody that you never thought you could be. Is the lying, the shame, the pain, the regret, is it getting old? Is it time for a change? If you are interested in starting this journey of recovery, and reclaiming your life, you have come to the right place. I'm your host, Mac, and this is the Porn Free Millennial Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Porn Free Millennial Podcast. It's been a hot minute. Uh, I have been Switching up my lifestyle quite a lot, Uh, I'd say the past few months, really since the beginning of 2023, I just got back to my home state of Colorado in the US, Uh, that was about a month ago, Uh, before that I was on the road traveling, uh, living and working out of my RV, Uh, traveled about 4,000 miles round trip, uh, from Colorado all the way down to Florida, and then all the way back. So it is good to be back in Colorado. It is a little bit uh, chilly, uh, but I don't quite mind that uh, can't compete with that crisp mountain air of Colorado. So it's good to be back. but uh, with that being said, yeah, I've just been busy uh, you know sometimes just all this change that I've been going through this last year, you know, sometimes it just takes me a little bit of time to to kind of prioritize and get organized and I really wanted to. Uh, get another podcast out, but also didn't want to rush it. So uh, today uh, the podcast's name is Freedom From Porn. That's the episode name. And uh, the theme of it is escaping your own porn prison cell. Uh, Now this is like a meditation that I've been thinking about really hard for the last week or so. But uh, this is, I think this is a big one. Uh, This is more of a, a really important, like deep down, it really all pertains to you and your makeup as a person. But I'm going to describe just a little bit about me and how this awareness, this thought process has really helped me out big time. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast uh, or, you know, if you haven't, just a quick recap. You know, I got divorced back in March uh, as a five year marriage, right? And uh, part of the reason I started this podcast was to share my story with others. You know, if you're in a relationship, if you're not, if you're in a marriage, if you're not, I think across it, it the board, removing porn from your life can really be helpful in you meeting the goals that you want to meet in your life and you being the person that you want to be. Uh, for me personally, with porn, it's just always been something, like since the age of 10, this just been lingering there that's been holding me back, it's like that shadow just that hangs over you, or it's that little like itch or that, uh, that scab that just opens up. And sometimes you can, you can kind of put a band-aid over it. Right. Uh, but then it opens up again. Sometimes it's bleeding everywhere. Uh, and it seems like it's just never going to quite heal up. You know, there's, there's going to be a scar regardless, right? Uh, because it happened, uh, and and that's fine, but how can we actually heal this thing up? Because if we don't heal up this wound, it's just going to keep reopening over and over and over and over and over and over over again. I can keep going, right? Uh, I can't really count the number of times, you know, that I told myself, you know, never again. I'm not going to look at it again. You know, I'm not going to get stuck uh, just in front of my laptop or my phone, um, like a zombie looking at this stuff. Like I'm going to quit this time and time and time again, I would just fail, fail, fail. And ultimately just kind of felt like at times, like I was in this prison cell, like I just like, how can I get out of this thing? Like, I just want to be free. Uh, so right now just an update on my sobriety. So, uh, eight months and one day sober. And it's not all about the number, but uh, I, I do think it's important. You know, I, I track my sobriety. It's on a, on a sober app. It's called I Am Sober. Uh, that's what the app's called. It's really good. it, it just uh, auto tracks just your sobriety and you can check in every day. You can make a pledge to say, hey, I'm going to be sober today. You can also join with uh, like-minded individuals. I actually created a group called R- uh, Road to Recovery. Uh, so if you're interested, uh, pop on the app. Uh, my name's porn free millennial on there. Uh, i be happy to connect with you, but I just think it's, it's been uh, great to have that, but yeah, just wanted to share, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm doing this podcast like wall. It's not like I've been sober for like years and years. Like I'm in it. I'm in it with you guys. Uh, you know, the last time I relapsed was right before, uh, Valentine's day. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of a, uh, the, the, the date in my mind really sticks out. So uh, but I think this recovery journey has been different for me and, uh, I'm going to share with you, I, I think this is something that's just incredibly important and, and hopefully you feel the same way after this. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I had a rough, I would say I had a rough last week. Uh, it was, it was a rough week. Uh, I'll, I'll just start off by saying I, I got called to jury duty, uh, and for you in the United not in the United States, uh, basically, uh, you probably have something similar in your country potentially, but, uh, you get called in, it's, it's mandatory, you know, you gotta potentially, uh, be in a jury, uh, for some kind of court case. And, uh, the fun part about it is, you know, you get the day off of work, uh, but you know, the, 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 the part that's not as fun is, uh, you have to, you know, go through all of this, uh, Jargon, or I don't know, it could be boring for some people. I did political science in in college, so it's not incredibly boring for me. I was kind of looking forward to it, but the thing is, is the jury duty was in the city uh, that I no longer live in. Uh, it's about like an hour and a half away from where I live. Uh, that's where I that was the town where I owned a home with my ex wife, and uh, where she still lives, and. Uh, I had to drive down there. I ended up not having to do it (laughs) because I I don't live there anymore. Uh, And long story short, uh, you know, I was in the town, uh, you know, where basically my divorce got finalized and where I spent uh, a good amount of time, you know, and uh, I think when like when you go back to certain places, it brings back a lot of memories And for me, you know, with the divorce being so fresh still, I mean, it was like the end of March when it got finalized, uh, separated like really around December of 2022. So, you know, it's still fresh. It it hasn't really been that long, right, since all that happened for me. And I I think just being back uh, in that town, it was just, uh, it just brought up a lot of emotions, right? Like a lot of kind of like shame, regret, guilt. Uh, just feeling like, man, like, what could have been, uh, you know, just, 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 really, just staying in the past, and uh, it brought up like a lot of feelings of like failure and how I, I could have just been better. And uh, you know, I ended up by like doing a hike and, and really reflecting that day. But it really was a day where uh, I just didn't feel great, uh, and then obviously, uh, you know, all that's all the stuff going on in Israel and and Gaza is just absolutely terrible and I think that was just really weighing on my mind and it still has been you know this whole week uh so long story short I I I just wasn't in a great mental place and and typically for me you know that's like a warning to say hey you're not in a good mental place uh you know you really got to be on your game because you're going to be looking for a solution to help solve you know solve that pain that you're feeling And, uh, that's really what I want to dive into, you know, uh, I think porn definitely like for me, uh, and through most of my life, since I was introduced to it, it was, it was adopted as like a solution, a solution to pain, a solution to, uh, anxiety to, to, you know, not, you know, when I'm not feeling great, uh, where I'm feeling tired, it was that solution I could go to. Uh, because it was at my fingertips. Uh, something I could just easily access. It'd give me that rush, you know, that, that feeling, that stimulation. But then, of course, and, and uh, I'm sure you can probably relate to this, uh, after, after uh, the deed is done, so to speak, uh, you don't feel so great. You don't feel that rush anymore. You, you feel quite sad uh, or maybe numb. Uh, you feel like regretful that you, you you did that, that you went into that, uh, that mode, where it's almost like, you know, blood is in the water, you're a shark, and your eyes just go black. And it's just this impulsive action. And, uh, you know, I really was thinking about this podcast, you know, during that day, and during the week, just because I'm like, you know, this is something that I'm sure a lot of people struggle with is just, you're feeling these these emotions that are really logical, these emotions that are really, you know, that, that uh, you know, they have, they're, they're rooted in you. You know, there's something there. There's something there, and it's totally valid that you're feeling that way. But what I'll say is, what's the solution? And... Typically, right, when we're struggling with porn, the solution is to go back to it, to go back to that comfort, to go back to what we know so well, and I could have made that choice this week. Uh, There was some temptation for sure, just, you know, how easy it could have been just for me to open my phone or my laptop, do a search. And get that comfort. But I didn't do that. And I didn't do that because I think through therapy through the years, uh, through a lot of introspection, you know, through coaching, I've really gotten to know myself a lot better. I've gotten to know that that most of the time when I'm feeling these negative emotions, they're not true. They're not true deep down to my core of who, who the person I am. It doesn't define me. Right. We do uh, in life. Right. We do fall short sometimes of, of what uh, we, we thought we could meet. Uh, like for my example with marriage, I fell short. It wasn't like I was planning on uh, getting a divorce, but it happened. Right. But That doesn't define who I am as a person. That doesn't define me as a failure. But it's it's really natural that you know, we can really let those, those thoughts really, uh, invade our minds. And before we know it, it's like those, we're like behind those prison bars, you know, we're sitting there, we're kind of stuck, you know, that's, that's how I've definitely felt a lot of times, you know, definitely this week, I felt super stuck, uh, for a while that day. was just like, wow, like I'm here. I drove past, you know, my house and, you know, down there. And it's just a lot of like thoughts of just like, wow, like I really just screwed things up. So flipping bad. And am I just going to do that over and over again in a cycle? So, yeah, feeling trapped, feeling you're not making progress but I share this because it's not true. It's not. That's the past. And we can't let the past define us. We can learn from the past. Ultimately, though, we have to be in the present. And what we do in the present can then shape our future. And I think I reflected that day in in my check-in uh, with my brother, which I do every day. And that's been incredibly helpful. Just about how... I have made a lot of progress. I have a completely different life now to where I do have freedom. And I'm starting off in a really good way, a clean way, a way where, you know, I'm moving towards something and I'm not taking steps back. And I think it's really important, you know, for you to think about, you know, in your own life, And as you go through, let's just say tomorrow and this week, what are some of those negative thoughts that creep in? Do they creep in often? Is it only, you know, triggered by certain things? I think it'd be really good, you know, this week to take note of that. Take note of how am I feeling today? And especially take note, too, of, you know, when did I last, you know, act out with porn? And what was going on? Was I tired? Was I distracted? Was I feeling anxious? Was I feeling angry? What was going on that day? And is there something maybe a little bit deeper? A deeper phrase, potentially, that comes into your brain a phrase that's maybe developed from something earlier on in your life. Why I bring that up is for me, and this is something that I've uncovered through, you know, lots of therapy and and digging in my past. But a big trauma for me is, uh, you know, there were important times in my life, you know, early on, uh, where I just felt invisible You know, I felt like I felt like I just didn't have any value, and that feeling, that deep down feeling of just not feeling like a valuable human being, it carried with me throughout my life. You know, not just as like a kid, but through high school, through college. After college, uh, you know, in relationships, and then in my marriage as well. And when I, if I could trace back and I could look at a timeline, right? I think those key moments where I let that voice come in and creep in and take over. That's where I would just seal myself in that cell. And that's when I would then resort to that solution of porn, the solution of just that endless fantasy to to numb the pain, to to just take away that feeling like I, I wasn't valued. Because with porn, you know, subconsciously, like it's not like porn's ever going to like turn you away, right? And you can look at whatever you want, whenever you want, who you want time you want right sounds great <laughs> and at the same time it's not you go deeper and deeper into the darkness and each time it's almost like you have to you have to add more on you have to find something that's that's more enticing that's gonna grip your attention. And I don't know about you, but I just, I just remember there were days that I would just waste. It'd just be hours, hours. And I would just feel so empty afterwards, but then I would just go back to it. And it really wasn't until I kind of made a breakthrough, which was pretty recently, I would say to where, you know, through therapy, I just really understood that I would really go to porn when I just didn't feel like I had value as a human being, like where I just I was tying my value up, uh, with, with certain events or like if I fell short at something, or maybe if it was somebody else that wasn't, you know, giving me proper attention or that, that love that I thought I deserved. I thought that that defined my value as a human being, right? Which is, it's not true. That doesn't define who we are. We all have value, inherent value in us. And that's incredibly important for you to remember that you have value as well. And I think when that really struck a chord with me, it did really change my recovery journey. Because what it really allowed me to do is understand in the moment, in the moment I'm feeling these things. And this is sharing again from experience from last Monday was like, In the moment, I'm like, man, I I feel like such a failure as a person, right? But then I remembered, you know, this doesn't define who I am. There's so much more that I can do in life. There's so much, there's so much uh, more that I can explore, that I can adventure, that I can experience. There's so many more smiles to have. There's a renewed purpose. There's renewed goals, And that's exciting. That's exciting stuff. And it lights the fire. It lights the fire again, understanding that I do have value. Understanding that when those thoughts creep in, they are not true. They do not define me. And when that occurs, and when you actually believe yourself, and you're like, you know what, I do have value. I do a lot of good in this world. That's when you break free of that prison that you're in. You break free of that cycle. Because the cycle of porn, it relies on that false belief. It relies on that negativity. Because again, porn it is a solution, right? It is. For us, you know that have, have struggled it's it's been our solution for years, if not decades. But what does it do for us? What does it serve us? What does porn do for us? Like in a good way? Like in a long lasting, fulfilling, foundational way, what does it do? Compared to other things. Compared to actual relationships with people. Compared to friendships. Compared to companionship. Compared to getting outside, getting in nature. Exercising. There's so much more in this world than porn. And these things that are natural, that is mentioned... These inherently have benefits in them that will sustain us through life. Whereas porn, it cripples us. It removes us. It isolates us from these natural, beautiful things that we should be experiencing in life. That allow us to grow. With porn, I was not growing not at all. I'd have countless nights where I knew I needed to get sleep, but I'd stay up looking at porn. So then I'd be tired the next day. And what would I do to solve that problem? I'd go to porn. <laughs> and then i get frustrated with myself. Well, then what would I do? I'd go to porn. It was just for every emotion that I felt that was negative or when I didn't feel right. In my body, or in my mind, or spiritually. I think reflecting on it, you know, I was... I was quite okay being in this prison cell. I was quite comfortable being in this prison cell. And being like, hey... You know what? I'm never going to get out anyways. Might as well just stay in here while it's comfortable. Because I know what I'm going to get each time, right? Right? But then, when you actually break free of it, you have so much freedom. Why the hell would I want to go back to that prison cell? (laughs) Why the hell would I want to be stuck in this awful mindset of just this cycle of shame, cycle of guilt, this anxiety, the lying, the... The part of you where you're like, am I really watching this right now? And I think it's important for you to know that you can definitely break free of this. I'm breaking free of it. It's a daily thing for me. I don't think it's ever going to say I completely just broke out of it. It's a journey, right? You're out of the prison, but... Just because you're out of the prison doesn't mean you can't go back in to it if you allow yourself. But when you're outside and you breathe that fresh air and you see all the possibilities in your life, you see all the positive things that you can put your time and your energy and your thoughts into. You're going to say the hell with the prison. I want the freedom. And a big part of that is just knowing, you know, why you go to it. What are you trying to heal? I think so many times I've found myself and and just with others I've, like, I've worked with, you know, in groups before and, uh, you know, just people I've met along the way. I think there's so many valid reasons that we want to walk away from porn, right? We want to be ethical, we want to be moral. We want to have integrity. We want to grow personally. We want to be honest. We want to be better with our time. We want to stop we want to stop just lying to our partner or to ourselves. You know, maybe you believe in a God and you feel like when you look at porn, you're sinning against your God. For me, I'm a Christian. That's definitely a part of it. My goal is to be closer to God. My goal is to be more in tune with my faith, and when I look at porn, I am completely turning away from my faith. I'm not walking the walk, and if that's not within you know your purview, uh, you know religion, just your goals in life. When you break porn down to what it is, it's counterintuitive to being humane. It's counterintuitive to grow as a person. So really think about not just the reasons why you want to quit porn, but why do you use it? Understand why we do it. Understand that that reason is deeply rooted in a false belief about yourself. And just as porn is a false solution to alleviate our pain, we must also understand that it's linked to our false understanding of ourselves. So I mentioned, you know, before that I've done therapy and coaching. I think this work, it's definitely unique to you in the path that you're meant to follow. You know, for me, therapy has been incredibly essential. I do therapy every other week. And then I also do uh, mentoring, coaching uh, with uh, another podcaster, Vern Tomke. He's got the Finding Traction podcast. It's fantastic. But I do uh, meet with him every other week as well. And that helps me really work on what I need to work on and understand more and more about myself, which just gives me more tools in my tool belt to when I'm not feeling quite 100%, I can get through it and I don't have to take those steps backward. But that's something that you're really going to have to think about for you to act upon. It's all unique to you and your situation, where you're at in life, you know, how big of a problem it is for you. And then just from my personal experience, if I, if I could go back, you know, uh, 10 years, I would have hit it probably with everything I had, uh, to really, uh, snuff out that power over me. Cause it really did a lot of devastating damage. I think in my life that I'm, you know, recovering from, of course, but I've got that scar like I was talking about earlier, that scar is definitely there, but yeah, it, it's, it's, it's work that we all have to do of self, re- of self reflection and discovery. And it's also remembering, you know, in looking back at, you know, why we've gone to porn as a solution. It's really important to also remember that deep down inside, knowing the truth about what's good in you, what's good in us. If you're still listening to this, you're a good person. You're working to be better. You're doing this so you can feel clean and so that you can look somebody in the eyes without reservation or shame. I remember when I was really on my recovery journey, when I really started, I feel like I could just look people in the eyes, shake their hand, and know that I'm I'm the person that I'm showing you is the person that I am. I'm not hiding anything from you. And that's such a relieving feeling talking about being in a prison cell, freedom, the fact that you can look somebody in the eyes and know that you're not hiding anything, you're not lying, it's such a a freeing feeling to to have in life. You know, and, and you're still listening, you you're you have the courage to swim against the current of our society. Like I've talked to so many people, and this is, you know, traveling on the road, you know, this last few months and just through my life where they look at you like you're a crazy person for not looking at porn. Some people actually get offended. <laughs> like they're like, don't you talk about my porn that way? Like I'm trying to take it away from them or something. But it's uh, it's kind of interesting, right, how defensive some people get. But I think it's because it's so mainstream now in our society that people don't even think it's a problem in the first place, which is it's kind of nuts. Uh, just from my personal experience, uh, you know, to each their own, of course, right? Uh, uh, but you know, if you're if you're listening and, and you have identified this as a problem in your life, you know that uh, you know deep down, you know, from the very beginning, we've known that this is this is not something that's healthy for us. But you're listening, you have the courage to swim against that, and that's you know that 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 takes a lot. It takes a lot of courage to do that. And, uh, you know, wanting to do something about it, you know, aside my brother, uh, gosh, we were, we were saying, you know, we have the power to change our family tree, to change the cycle, to break the trauma, the trauma of, you know, having porn in our lives and it being a problem. Uh, you know, I was was looking at some research and I, I might do a podcast on this in the future, but, uh, there's a lot of scientific writing and papers about how, at trauma in addictions can actually, uh, they can, they can be embedded in the DNA of, of generations before you and can pass down. And if it, if it's not solved, if it's not dressed properly, it can be passed down. But if it is, you can actually change your own DNA and you can also change the DNA of like your offspring. And it's quite insane, uh, Something that I've talked about with my therapist as well, but like you, literally have the power to change your own makeup by addressing this, and and in in your action of doing that, that can affect generations behind you, uh, or in the future, so to speak. And I just think that's enormously like how much, what purpose, what amazing purpose there is for us to where we can affect the future line of our family, of of ourselves, right? I just think that that really struck home to me when I was really thinking about that. And just knowing that there's redemption. Even if you feel like you can't forgive yourself, guys, remember, there's redemption for you. Each and every day you make a decision, you make that choice. You make that choice to move forward in your life. You should be proud of that. You should be proud. And we're all going to fall down at times, right? But this is a journey. There's no endpoint destination, right? It's a journey. We're moving forward. We're moving forward in life. It's holistic. This is a holistic view. It's not all just about quitting porn. It's truly about finding ourselves again. It's about finding your innocence, finding your strength, finding your hope finding that power again that fire inside finding that that peace without the shackles of guilt and shame around your heart mind and body you that knowing that you have a choice in the matter and that you can break free of the same trap that's ensnared me that you can cause a ripple effect of good of good upon others Trust me, when you're truly walking in recovery, others will notice around you. Take note of that as you're going. When you're having strong recovery, when you're moving forward in your life without the shackles of porn around you, you're going to notice and others are going to notice. When that fire ignites within you, The power of porn will whimper and fade away because you will realize that all along it was a false solution and that life's better without it. So I have two questions as I end. Who wants to be a prisoner? Who wants to be free? I hope you have a great rest of your week. And I think my challenge for you is just to focus on your awareness, focus on your awareness throughout the day of how you're feeling. Keep track of how you're feeling. If you're getting those urges that trigger to go to porn, take that moment to think about why am I going to porn? Why am I going to porn? Why am I going there? Be honest with yourself. Reach out to somebody. Talk to someone that you trust. That's my challenge for this week. Speaking about reaching out, if you're interested in meeting up, uh, again, I'm starting a group on I am Sober, the app. You can get that on Android or Apple. and the group is called Road to Recovery. Be happy to meet with you on there. If you'd like to meet one-on-one as well, you can email me at pornfreemillennial@gmail.com. at gmail.com. I'd be happy to set up a Zoom with you to get to meet you, uh, hear your story and, and where you're at, uh, provide any help that I can, encouragement. I would love to do that. That's what this is all about. It's all about connecting with others and, and helping you along the way uh, in your journey. Uh, we're helping and we're supporting each other. You can also find me on Substack. That's where I like to do a lot of writing. I'm on YouTube. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Twitter, or what we now call X. And that's all under Porn Free Millennial. Thank you so much for listening. I truly appreciate it. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight.